fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You know, when I first started in radio, oh, what was it, 10, 11 years ago, all the way back when, I know, I'm a millennial, I'm a little, I'm not on the radio as long as some, that's okay, but I remember all the way back when, you actually had to do like hours of show prep to know what you're going to talk about, the content you were going to bring. Nowadays, it just kind of comes to you. It just kind of falls in your lap. We have a lot to get to today. It's going to be a fun program. Welcome into the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, if I can speak, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station, multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations. Live streaming is back up today and podcasting wherever you may be watching or listening. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. So we have Alec Baldwin and his gun incident. We'll talk about that here. In just, I, I can't go without mentioning it. We have to talk about it. We also have Joe Biden making some comments, doing a town hall with CNN, thinking that he was able to actually, you know, be with the people, answer questions. It was kind of entertaining. So we'll get to that here in just a minute as well. we got a big show lined up for you. Bottom of the hour, Dr. John Huber. He is a clinical psychologist. He's going to be uh, talking about something a little bit non-political as we kind of get into a Friday Eve mode or Friday afternoon mode, talking about the psychology of Halloween costumes. What does it mean when you wear the costumes that you do? Uh, just because I want to wear my, you know, risque Batman costume. Come on, man. What does that actually mean about me? So we'll get into that and have some fun with that at the bottom of the hour. I don't want to waste any time, though, because we have an awesome guest on the program right now. I am really excited and honored to have him on the program. What's Trending Today? In our What's Trending Today segment, as he is the former assistant to former President Donald J. Trump, he served as the Director of Trade and Manufacturing Policy. He was also the Policy Coordinator for the National Defense Production Act and author of the upcoming book here being released in just a week and a half or so, In Trump Time, a Journal of America's Plague Year. Really honored and excited to have on the program with us here right now, Mr. Peter Navarro. Peter, how are you, my friend? Rick, it's always good to hear um, prices from our agricultural sector. It, it brings back the reality of me living here in the swamp in D.C. and how <laughs> out of touch these folks are. And by the way, I noticed that most of those prices were rising fairly significantly. And uh, thanks to the Biden regime, we were in uh, food and energy price shocks and inflation that's about to gallop away. But lest I digress. Good to be with you to talk about my new book in Trump time. Yeah, it is great to have you. And you're right. I mean, prices on everything. I mean, being my flagship being here in Wichita, Kansas, I mean, we have agriculture around us all over. The harvest is underway right now. Farmers all over the country are trying to get their grains in. The cattle market is absolutely ridiculous right now from the little that I know about agriculture that we can't get truck drivers to actually drive them to the processing plants. The processing plants are so locked down with COVID regulations that they can't process meat in time. We have the holidays coming up. With with high demand there uh, everything is on back order everything has high demand all the we have a near five percent inflation rate year over year compared to what was this this time last year to now we have in some parts of california seven dollar gas i mean i don't know how we can survive we're talking about near hundred dollar increases in utility bills this coming winter time with natural gas this is a it's kind of a scary time isn't it when uh 
I, you know, I was one of the few senior officials in the White House that, that was actually with the president from the campaign in 2016 all the way to the end. And I mentioned that because in 2016, we were coming out of uh, eight years of Obama and Biden uh, and a, a, a just a period of what stagnation, which was just slow economic growth and stagnant real wages for American workers, right? And, and they didn't understand then that the problems we have in America are, are largely structural. So the President Trump comes in. I document this all in the In Trump Time book. We come in, tax cuts, deregulation, strategic energy dominance, keep our gas and oil prices down. And most of all, what I was involved in was fair trade with China and Europe and India and all these other countries that are just sticking it to us. Yeah. Right? And, 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 you know, if you look at things like we were criticized at the beginning, we didn't know what we were doing. It's going to be chaos. And the other thing, at the end of the day, let's think about this. It's like, what was it you didn't like about Donald Trump? Was it the, the strong economic growth? Was it the rising real wages? Was it secure Southern border? Was it peace with North Korea and Iran? Was it economic <laughs> crackdown on China? Or maybe it was those mean tweets, right? And, and now we go and we've got Biden uh, regime taking over. And instead of stagnation, we have to stagflation, which is a combination of slowing economic growth and soaring inflation. If you ask me, uh, is it, you know, how big a problem this is and how long it lasts, I'll tell you that if the Democrats and Pelosi and, and the squad and Biden have their way, um, they are basically going to create a decade-long problem. Now, just remember, the last time we had stagflation was in the 1970s, and it took 10 years for that to build up, and it took Ronald Reagan um, and Paul Volcker at the Fed uh, to solve that problem. So, um, you know, I fear for this republic. The In Trump Time book basically is the subtitle is My Journal of America's Plague Year, right? And it's the last year of the Trump administration. I actually kept the Daily Journal, so... What I write about is based on that, not memory. And you know, the, the, the top line here is that this, this Communist Chinese Party virus came from Wuhan. Tony Fauci and his bureaucracy actually helped pay for its development um, and authorize these dangerous gain-of-function experiments. And the whole point of, of the In Trump Time book is to hold Fauci accountable to hold the Chinese Communist Party accountable for the pandemic and to get to the bottom of what happened on November 3rd and January 6th. And and I, I the book for me in Trump time is a mission, yeah. and the mission is basically get America back on track because we're flying off the rails right now. Well, off the rails. And it only took us nine months to do so under the new administration, which is really kind of scary because, I mean, I don't even know. We have good momentum going into the midterm elections next year for 2022, but can we hold out that long is the big question. Let's talk about the beginning of last year and this, the last year of the Trump administration on when we heard about COVID. And I know there's a lot of speculation about, you know, whether President Trump did the right thing or not. Obviously, he he had mentioned many times about being the first one to talk about cutting off some of the trade and locking down uh, communicate or at least transportation back and forth from China, trying to isolate ourselves from that. Uh, but why was there such, I mean, obviously there was such a detest against him already, but why was there such a pushback from the other side, from the media, even from Fauci, that he didn't do enough when he was the really the first one to respond to the entire concern of COVID at the very beginning? 
Well, Andy, I'm going to I'm going to explode that myth, that spin, that fake news narrative in the in Trump time book. It, it begins really um, in in uh, with Fauci in the Situation Room on January 28th, where um, I, I was sent personally by the president to convince the task force to support the president's ban on travel from China into the United States. And we now know that that policy was, was, was brilliant, courageous, it saved millions of lives, okay? So I'm sitting in the Situation Room. I got Mulvaney down at the end of the table, acting chief of staff, Got Pompeo's hack on my left shoulder, Redfield's across the table from the CDC, Azar from the Health and Human Services, and this little guy with these round glasses sitting across from me. Uh, didn't know who he was, didn't know he walked on water, didn't know he was a saint. And I'm two minutes into this meeting, and I'm in this violent argument with him because he's, he's opposed to the travel ban. It's like, dude, and I called him dude. It's like, what, you mean to tell me 20,000 Chinese nationals coming in from Wuhan and elsewhere from China? Uh, likely infected with the virus, we shouldn't keep them out. And he was adamant about that. And he was wrong then, uh, as he is wrong now. And that was my first take on him. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow. and he's looking at him, two things. It's like, this guy thinks he's smarter than he is, and he's going to hurt this country. And sure enough, he did. And we go from there, and like this whole idea that the president wasn't on the top of his game, it's like you know, just about 10 days later, <clears throat> I'm sitting in the White House, February 9th, 2020, I begin a series of memos on behalf of the president. The first one uh, would lead uh, basically to the development of the vaccines within what I call in Trump time. By the way, the title is the coinage I turned to mean like you get stuff done as quickly as possible. Yeah. So we're getting we're getting the vaccine on board. I'm getting remdesivir as a therapeutic, which eventually helps save the president's life on board. We're putting in place uh, plans so that every American who needed a ventilator we had a ventilator, and we're making sure we're bringing home our domestic production of PPE. And, I mean, we're, we're like, the president and I were really the, just about the only two people in the White House besides O'Brien and Podger who thought we had a problem. Everybody else was denying the virus, but we were working hard. So the In Trump Time book is important as a historical document because it proves that from the outset, we were on top of the game. But, but you know, Andy, you know what the narrative was. Yeah. It was like, oh, the president doesn't take it seriously, and we're going to blame him, not communist China, and as it turns out, not Fauci, for that virus. So in Trump time is going to clear up all of that. When the time people get finished reading in Trump time, they're going to insist not only that Fauci gets fired, but he goes up to Congress, strapped in a chair, confesses his sins and role in creating the virus to begin with, and then put him in an orange jumpsuit for lying to Congress. And after you get finished reading in Trump time, you're going to want the Chinese Communist Party to pay us $20 trillion for all the harm they've inflicted on us, by the way. Boy, wouldn't that be nice. It's in Trump time, a a journal of America's plague year. Peter Navarro, we got just about a minute or so left here before we have to let you go. But uh, as you mentioned, I mean, we need to see Fauci be held accountable. Things are starting to come out about the funding of the Wuhan lab, knowing about what was going on in the Wuhan lab. Will we see any repercussion of that, do you think? Or is it going to go to the wayside like so many things do in Washington, D.C.? Read in Trump time and Fauci's gone by Christmas. That'll be our best Christmas present. We'll be able to have a good Christmas, but he was trying to take away. But <laughs> Fauci is evil. 
anybody out there listening who still thinks Fauci is a good man, read in Trump time, because he not only lied to us about the virus, uh, he got in the way of everything from therapeutics to help save American lives. He got in the way of the vaccine itself. And that man, uh, I, you know, he's a little teddy bear on TV, but behind that face of his is pure sociopathic evil. I'll prove it in Trump time. He's going down. It makes sense. Well, and it's funny that he gets in the way of the vaccine, and now he's going behind and pushing and supporting yes. President Biden of everybody needs to get it or else sort of thing. And, uh, you know, now yes. we can't walk outside or actually go to our jobs unless we actually get the vaccine. So it's kind of sad. PeterNavarro.com. Don't even get me started on that. Yeah, don't yeah. get me started on that. that that's just wrong. It, it is. It, it's upsetting. We got about just about 20 seconds left. But if President Trump were in office right now, would we see the vaccine mandates that we're seeing right now? Heck no. Not, 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 never in my wildest dream when I helped get that thing going did we dream of to use a weapon to take people's jobs. It's insanity yeah. from a science based and it's insanity from an economic uh, base. It's just killing our labor market on top of everything else. It's just wrong. Yeah. Well, you'll be the director of trade manufacturing. Get him out of there. Yeah, we need to get him out of there. I mean, you'll be in the director of trade manufacturing policy. You'd know the repercussions that that would have on the economy. It's Peter Navarro in Trump Time, a journal of America's plague. You're going. Pre-order it on Amazon. Get that numbers up. Go check out his website as well, PeterNavarro.com. Peter, it's great to talk to you, my friend. we got to do this again soon. Yes, sir. Hey, Take care. Hey, appreciate that. that. I love it. Appreciate that very much. Lots more coming up on the show. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason 
with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks again to Peter Navarro coming on the program. That was kind of neat. Great to have him on. Go and check out the book. It comes out on one year anniversary of the election, November, early November. So go and check that out. You can pre-order that on Amazon. Get it up there and uh, show that even with Trump out of office, we can still have best-selling books that just rail out of the gates there and uh, show how popular that mindset is. And I hope he does. I hope he blows the cover off of all of the things that Fauci did. Now, will the media go after him? Of course not. Will the agencies go after him? Of course not. If Fauci ended up trying to stall and block the Trump administration's agenda to isolate the virus the best as possible, and then now is trying to say everybody needs to get the virus, I mean, gee, I wonder if there's type of uh, an agenda there in some way, shape, or form. So thanks again to Peter coming on the program. That was awesome. We'll get him back on the show again. I, I don't know which way to go here. There are two things I really want to talk about today, and I really don't know which direction I want to go. I guess going after Peter Navarro, we can go down this road talking about the vaccine, talking about Fauci, and talking about how loony these guys are. Uh, Joe Biden tried to do a town hall with CNN, with Anderson Cooper, and he was trying to answer questions, and he really just exposed again who he is. Now, it's nothing new than what we already knew. It's no different agenda from what we've already had and what he's already expressed himself to be. But this is what he said on CNN when asked about with so many people walking away from the workforce, firefighters, police officers, uh, 9-11, 911 first responders, everybody that's just walking away from their jobs causing havoc in the markets. Do you still support a vaccine mandate that many cities and counties and communities are putting in place because... And letting these people walk away. As, as many as, as one in three emergency responders in some cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, right here in Baltimore, are refusing to comply with city vaccine mandates. I'm wondering where you stand on that. Should police officers, emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Uh- All right, so first off, right there, should they be let go? Should they be forced to work from home? Yes and yes, they should be let go. We don't care if your response time to 911 calls is delayed because no one's working because a third of the workforce actually up and left, but we don't care. It's that important. You need to get the vaccine. Okay, again, we already knew that. Kind of ironic, though, but they blame the... Supply and demand, they play, They blame the private market not functioning properly based on the economy going too well and growing too good, even though no one wants to work because of the vaccine mandates. By the way, I waited until uh, July to talk about mandating because I tried everything else possible. The mandates are working. Okay. Again, let's stop right there for a second, shall we? Can you sense the elitism in that conversation? I tried everything. I waited as long as I possibly could to get the vaccine mandates to actually be in place. I waited as long as possible and tried to do everything to get everybody vaccinated. But the fact that you're thinking on your own and chose differently forces my hand just to force you now to do it instead of you making that choice because you had the choice or you had the choice, you chose wrong. Now we have to tell you to do it forcefully because we're just that good. All the stuff about people leaving and people goodness, you have you have everyone from United Airlines to Spirit, all these airlines that we're not going to get all 96, 97 percent of the people have gotten the vaccine. All the talk about all these folks who are going to leave the military if they're, they're mandated. Not true. You got about a 90 some percent 
vaccinated. <laughs> What's he talking about? I really think that he has completely lost it. Joe Biden has gone off the deep end. He is easy, low-hanging fruit pickings like AOC to make fun of, especially for talk show hosts like myself. It is extremely easy just to poke fun at Joe Biden. He doesn't know what he's talking about. That's why we had how many flights delayed or canceled because of Southwest Airlines while the pilots union is suing the federal government for the vaccine mandates? Oh, that's right. Um, how many nurses and doctors and hospital staff are walking away or getting fired from their jobs where they're having shortages of staff to take care of patients in the hospitals? That's oh, 96%. Look at the military the military either you do it or you're booted and when you're booted you don't get counted as a number so yeah that number's probably pretty high the delusion is real my friend voice of reason with andy hoosier hey it's andy hoosier while you listen to the delightful broadcast of the voice of reason don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites whether you're using facebook youtube twitter minds.com or instagram we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today. Multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations all over the country, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. Thanks for hanging out with us here on The Voice of Reason. Find us on our live stream and the social media at Hoosier Reason. Also, the website at HoosierReason.com. we got to step away from the politics for a minute, man. I'm telling you. it's it, you just have, It drives you nuts. You just need to find your zen for a minute and just, ah, just relax and just calm down for a second. Because these guys are absolutely nuts. I mean, it's like Biden just saying, your rights mean nothing. How could I be the president of the United States of America? and not speak out against the violation of human rights. I told him that unlike other countries, including Russia, we're uniquely a product of an idea. You've heard me say this before again and again. I'm going to keep saying it. What's that idea? We don't derive our rights from the government. We possess them because we're born, period. Uh-huh. And we yield them to a government. <laughs> no, 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 we don't. We don't yield them to the government. That's the fun part. I want to step away from that stuff for a second because it's a Friday, and it's a Friday afternoon, and we need to have a little more fun. So I was really excited to have our next guest on the program, and then I went to his website, and now I'm even more excited to talk with our next guest here because uh, he talks about things that need to be talked about and it's kind of a new form as we've talked about mental health issues a lot on this program but uh, he is a clinical forensic psychologist he is the CEO
CEO of TripSitter.Clinic. As we have a lot to get to with Halloween costumes coming up and the psychology behind that, but also with his practice through different ways of healing mental illnesses that includes the new uh, it's, uh, the new investigations and the research on psychedelics as well, which completely boggled my mind, and I can't wait to talk to him about all this and more. Excited to have on the program Dr. John Huber with us here. John, how are you, my friend? I am amazing. Thank you for asking. Yeah, it is great to have you on the program. And again, I was excited to talk to you about all this Halloween stuff, and then I visited your website, so we need to do a little uh, rabbit hole discussion here as well, I think. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, that's fair game. That's fair game. Uh, well, it's, it's fascinating because I've heard a lot about this where – uh, doing really a spiritual path that I think I've been on and a few others have been on, on the research that psychedelics have done on the spiritual realm of connecting different parts of the brain and making you think different ways and connecting the different sides of your brain in different ways and creating different pathways for, for thought process, uh, works on the spiritual realm. Is that essentially what the research is showing as well on mental health issues to possibly help some of the mental health issues that we're seeing in the, in society? Well, well, it is, but you know, one of the things that you, you saw on my website, so you know, I focus on ketamine. First of all, it's legal in it's legal in every state. Yes. But one of the amazing things about the research on ketamine is that the reason why you're you're able to have a psychedelic experience is because what ketamine does to a neurotransmitter called glutamate. Now, if you look at LSD, uh, psilocybin, ayahuasca, all all the mescaline, they use norepinephrine, dopamine. And, and serotonin to trigger all the psychedelic experience. But ketamine uses glutamate. And glutamate is a communication neurotransmitter. And what we found out is that if we do this right, we do enough sessions back-to-back in a, in a close enough suggest, uh, suggested time, usually between three and six months, several doses, maybe one to four a week, something like that of oral. Now, if we're doing IV, which we have to do in person, we can't do that over the internet but sure. uh, we can do that in a few three three to five weeks we can do this because we can do a much faster titration and and you know there's somebody there the whole time so we we're a little slower orally your body processes it differently but what the glutamate does it actually triggers uh, a, basically a reset in certain areas of your brain like rebooting a computer but the glutamate also stimulates the research is showing that it stimulates the production of new nerve cells. And that in itself is, is amazing. And, and from my experience using this for the better part of the last seven, eight years with my patients is that it accelerates their ability to make changes. It softens their brain. So it's more plastic. Like when you're a little kid, you know, little kids can learn multiple languages much easier than we can as adults. It's because they have all these extra brain cells in there and the neural pathways aren't permanent yet. So by creating those, those new um, brain cells and increasing the ability, that reset, to be able to go through and create new neural pathways, we can move really quickly and get a lot of change done in a very short period of time. And the cool thing about ketamine is, you know, you can take it on a Monday night and get up and go to work the next morning because the whole experience only lasts about an hour. Because the, ket- the glutamate in the ketamine is such a, a fast-acting uh, metabolism within the human body, it, its half-life is between 5 and 15 minutes. So you don't end up being hungover because you're not depleting serotonin, you're not depleting dopamine, you're not depleting norepinephrine. And the rest is just hydration and making sure you're hydrated. 
and you can get up and go to work in the morning and not have any issues being hung over or not being in the right mind and that kind of stuff. That's really interesting. Now, we've talked to other doctors as well about mental health in the country, and uh, we've noticed, obviously, a major increase in mental health issues during the last year with COVID because of isolation or because of loss of jobs and economic hardship, anxiety, whatever, uh, concerns about the actual virus. But even prior to that, I mean, being in the political realm, I hear all the news and the headlines about, you know, shootings, another mass shooting, another school shooting, and uh, they we always seem to not want to talk about the mental health issues that would lead people to want to do something as horrific like that. I mean, I had a high school shooting myself my senior year of high school, and it's something that always stuck with me. A guy that lived literally an hour away wrote an 18-page suicide letter, said that his family was going to regret what he did, drove up the mountains of Colorado into our little town, walked into our classroom and opened fire and killed a couple individ- uh, killed someone, which was uh, unfortunate. But it really opened my eyes not to the gun discussion that some like to do politically, but to the mental health issue of what would drive someone to get to that point to want to do that. As a clinical psychologist, have you seen personally, have you seen an issue or an increase, not just in the last year, but over the last five years, 10 years, of an increase in mental health issues? And what is the driving force? Is it the number of opioids that we're seeing? Is it the lack of concern about mental health? What's what's driving this? Well, there's a lot of things going on, and there's no simple answer or we'd be able to fix it. Um, but I, I definitely have seen an increase in mental health issues in general. And again, you know, COVID, the isolation, all that kind of stuff. We're telling you to do the things that we tell people with mental health disorders not to do. Yeah. So so um, we're kind of creating through these, let's be safe on the bias, and we're forgetting about the mental health side of it. Um, with school shootings, you know, as a forensic psychologist, I, I've been on television and analyzed different school shooters. And, and into Austin, we had the mass the, the, the bomber, the guy who was sending bombs away to everybody. And what we notice about these people, there's one common thread, and it is an absentee father and an overbearing mother. Mm-hmm. And nobody likes to go there because politically, you're going to go tell a mother, hey, you stimulated this. You know, <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a very, you know, if I want to stay in business, that's not a very healthy thing to say. But if I want to get rid of or minimize that, what I need to do is I need to get out there and start addressing the fact that, hey, hey, if, you, if your dad is absentee, in other words, he may be there, but he comes home, grabs his dinner, and walks in his bedroom and pulls the door shut. Right. Or all he does is criticize you the whole time, and then, and then the wife walks in and jumps all over him, and he, he becomes kind of a weakling, and just, you know, he's not the alpha male, and he walks away. Um, that is a big problem, because these kids internalize that, and, and they... they create this desperation where, okay, if dad's that way and I'm half dad and mom criticizes me all the time and tells me this is why I'm evil, why should I even be here? I mean, just, just from a, I mean, it's oversimplification. Absolutely. I'm telling you that. But the one common thread, even the, the Vegas shooter, that guy's dad was an absentee father and his brother was actually, um, a, a pedophile. So we know there's a family history there of negative male influence in his life. And, we, you know, do we go and tell a parent that they're the reason why their child has mental health disorders? It's not, it's not a politically correct thing to do. <laughs> but I do know when I work with families to treat a mental health problem with a child, I'm teaching everybody new behaviors, period, even the siblings. This is how you interact with this person and that. So there's just not enough mental health experts out there to serve the populations we have. 
and the cost is expensive. I mean, I went to school for 18 years after high school. Okay. I have a huge student loan problem. Okay. Personally, I chose to do that though. It's not your fault. It's not your responsibility. How dare you not play the victim? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to do that. That's not my intent. You know, the, the thing is that we have to, we have to do this and we have to be aware of the potential. There's amazing people who are brought up by single parents every, every day, every year, you know, it's a very small number of people, but how do you know which one of them is the one that's going to take that step and which one of them just kind of think about it and something snaps and goes, no, I can't do that. Yeah. And you know, that is what we really want to, to know. And unfortunately we get into situations where, you know, what happens to those shooters, we end up taking them down. So there's not a lot of opportunity for researchers and social scientists like myself to go in and spend days, years, months digging through their brain and processing and that type of stuff. You know, we, we look at the Jeffrey Dahmer's of the world, the Ted Bundy's of the world, and, you know, we can go back to them and we realize that there were some significant attachment differences to those serial killers than the average Joe walking down the street. That's true. And Doctor, we got, again, we got to we got to take a hard break here. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Definitely. Uh, that I would be you. great. I love it. Dr. John Huber, tripsitter.clinic is the website. Go and check that out. When we come back, we'll finish this conversation. It's fascinating to me. I love hearing about this. We'll wrap this one up and get into some Halloween costumes, have some fun to wrap up the show today for a Friday here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I got a couple comments over the break from people on the online stream, but you can always email me, Hoosier Media Network at gmail.com and go to the website at HoosierReason.com or comment on any of the live streams that we have going on right now. I got a couple emails. Andy, did you take psych- Did you really take psychedelics? No. Okay. No. Let's be clear. I have not taken any psychedelics for the spiritual stuff that I have been going down, the theology that I've been researching. No, I have not. Now, I will say that one of these days it would pique my interest to do one of those, uh, go down to like Central America to a shaman and do like the ayahuasca trip. That would be kind of interesting. I would be willing to try that, but no, I <laughs> I have not done any of that stuff. So stop it. The hell's wrong with you? Uh, excited to have on the program here as we continue the conversation, Dr. John Huber. We're going to have to have this guy back on frequently because I love this conversation. Dr. John Huber, he's a clinical forensic psychologist, CEO of TripSitter.clinic. Again, TripSitter.clinic. Doctor, let's shift gears a little bit and have some fun for the last few minutes of the program and talk about Halloween. Um, I have my nice risque slutty batman costume picked out for myself uh coming up here in the next week or so psychologically depending on what other people like to dress up for as halloween what does that say about them so if i want to show off a little skin next year next week what what does that tell about myself well you know it's interesting you start talking about you'd be interested in going and do that that ayahuasca you know men, you know and i'm like hey let's do it and then i i don't i just don't want you to wear it the slutty Batman costume. So, <laughs> Drawing the line on that one. Drawing the line. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Well, you know, what, what we have to look at is, on, honestly, if we want to see, what is your go-to costume? Well, you know, since you've been six years old, what is the one you keep going back to, you know, maybe every couple of years or something like that? You know, I know myself, I'm very, you know, I'm a forensic psychologist. I got into it because I'm very interested in what makes people do evil things. So I, I like dressing up as serial killers. And, you know, that, that's lots of fun. Dexter is like my favorite of all of them. Ooh. You know, an animated character that's, that's kind of fictionalized. But that first season, his self-talk is what I've heard a hundred times from serial killers I've interviewed. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was, man, it was so well written the first few seasons that I just fell in love with it. But I default from there to the Grim Reaper. And then occasionally, you know, my kids are like, oh, I want, I want to be this and I want you to dress up so you kind of fit, you know, like a package of M&Ms or something. And, and you know, you do what your kids want. But I keep going back to that, that serial killer kind of theme. Yeah. So, I know, I know on the surface it is because I am, am so curious about that. And then we have to look at that curiosity and the surface effect versus what's unconscious. What is Freud saying about all this? And that's the second way to look at it. Um, we can look at it just this year. You know, you're being seductive Batman. So maybe this year you want the world to know that, that there is a feminine sexual side to you. We've been locked down for two years. And it's about time people realize that, hey, we're still human beings. So I can see that about you, you know. And uh, <laughs> now, uh, no, that that side is. realistically, I think this year, and usually I usually go for like either like a skeleton or a zombie kind of thing. I usually paint my face up in the black and, and you do kind of the uh, the zombie skeleton look. That's my, that's my normal go-to. Okay. Okay. So the apocalypse, doom, gloom, yes. it is right around the corner. And, and at the same time, it could be you poking fun at that and people who believe that we're getting ready to go in there. It's like, hey, you know, come on, bring it on. I'm ready. I'm ready for, for the uh, zombie apocalypse. 
And, uh, you know, that, totally. that could be what's going on. Uh, you have to look, you know, as a psychologist, when somebody comes in and we, we kind of do this, I don't do this with every patient, but sometimes it's a big deal. Halloween and dressing up to costumes like that is a big deal to some of my patients. You get somebody who's 40 years old, we can go back and analyze and go through that and what their thought was and what they think outwardly is being expressed versus what may be going on inwardly. And we can, we can process that like dream analysis. So, Very interesting. you know, as, as we talk about that, did you really love like DC comics and, and Batman as a kid, or is this something that you grew into as an adult? Uh, I gotta say, honestly, I'm not into the comic books. Though I made up the the Batman thing. That's just I th- just thought that was kind of comical. But no, I've never really uh, okay. been into that stuff. I, I've never really been. Into, I I've really stuck with. Uh, in, but you're spot on with the zombie skeleton thing. I love the Armageddon idea being in the political realm. I I'm ready for the zombie apocalypse. Oh, yeah. I, I'm prepared, baby. Let's make that happen. Um, we got to do this again just too. Wear a thong and a skirt with that. Exactly. Yeah, we'll throw on a skirt. It'll be all good. We'll just uh, you know make it look a little bit better. I like it. It's Dr. Johnny Huber, clinical. Friends, we need to get you back on the program. It's so much fun. Tripsitter.clinic. Tripsitter.clinic is the website. Go and check it out, Doctor. It's great to have you on. Let's do this again real soon. Absolutely. You got my number. Hey, we'll do it again. I love it. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. Back at it on Monday for the Voice of Reason. Until then, be your own Voice of Reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is the Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.